Hello, how are you doing? Welcome on this podcast. If it's your first time, my name is Persid and I'm the host. Here we talk about a lot of things. Please check the previous episodes for reference because I don't want to promise or mention something that you may hardly find here. But generally, we can talk about everything. This is meant to be a safe space for many of us. But of course, some topics will take longer to make it here because I every time have to learn how to approach them. And I am by no means an expert in any of the things that are mentioned in this episode. So take me as a friend having a conversation with you. And yeah, let's talk about addictions because they are part of our lives. They are part of our communities. Even if you may not be addicted, maybe your friend is or has been or maybe. So I am going to focus on just alcoholism and pornography because most of the times those are the types of addictions people take as a problem. I don't know why, but if I told you that I'm, for example, addicted to food or social media, it wouldn't sound as heavy as someone who said I am addicted to, for example, porn or alcohol. And as always, I will use my personal experience, which isn't that rich, unfortunately, but this is all I can offer. And that is why if you're going through any of the things I'll mention or have once been there, have once been addicted, I would like to host you once to come share your testimony. I am very much willing to hide your identity. And while I was thinking about this topic, I in the first place asked myself, okay, what can bring addictions in one's life? What causes addiction? How will the person be addicted? And personally, Regarding, for example, pornography, it would be curiosity. I'm grateful that I'm not a porn addict, but let us all admit that though those videos are scripted, as many people who say, please avoid pornographic videos, avoid pornographic images, those videos or those images, there's a lot they can show you that people do not normally talk about. And as you grow up, or as I personally grew up, I realized there's a lot that I don't know about my body. And because some topics, we don't usually cover them in our families. Most of us go online. This is our normal life. And personally, every time I'm curious about something, I'll go online and search for things until I understand them to the level I want to. And just as I said, a lot of us do it already. So I remember one day I went um, online just to read as I do it uh, most of the times or every day. I went there, I was reading a lot about food and, you know, you know, sometimes you dive out, you go into different things and sometimes when you're reading, you will step on a word that is, um, that has a blue color, which means it's like a website where if you don't understand that word, you click on it and then they bring you a whole other article or they give you videos or they give you the meaning, you know, so Google sometimes does that when you're even researching about a word, they give you a video that explains what it is instead of giving you words. And I remember that's how I first interacted with a sex video. I am not going to lie. I watched it because it was new to me. I wanted to understand what really happens. And the most dangerous things about these kind of videos is that once you watch one, they will bring you something else that you have never heard about. So you even become more curious and you want to know. So yeah, I ended up watching like two more videos, but I decided to stop because I just thought that it wasn't right for me to look at those kind of videos. And personally, it also happens to me when I'm watching movies. There's a point where I reach and I see, okay, 
there's too much romance in this. I really can't, you know. Everybody knows um, what happens to you in your mind or how do you feel about a movie or a video. So, you know, we all know when to stop, but some people resist. And, you know, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. I'm not here to judge, but personally, even when I'm watching movies, I, I know when to stop. I know when um, it really isn't right for me to continue uh, watching certain kind of videos. But back again to me watching those kind of videos, I want to say that addiction does not come to someone because they are not religious or because they have bad manners. It can come to anyone. For me, it will be the result of the curiosity, wanting to understand things, wanting to see things. And if I had continued watching those videos, I would become, of course, addicted. And for others, I remember this another video I watched um, on YouTube of a guy saying um, how watching pornography was a result of trauma. I will actually uh, leave the link in the description of this episode so that you can get to know her testimony, how she got over that. She has been doing that. She has been into that for 10 years. So it's a great testimony if you're interested you can go check it out again i will leave the link in the description of the episode so she said she wanted to escape from trauma and she found solace in spending time uh, watching those pornographic videos and others may find themselves in a circle that enjoys watching those kind of videos and that's how they end up uh, watching those videos but I just want to mention and highlight that there's no one who is immune to addiction. And that is why before we judge our friends or colleagues or neighbors, we should really think to it because it can happen to anyone. And something that I also want to mention is that everyone wants to know what really happens because as you grow up, you see changes in your body, you see changes on your body. And yeah, biology also plays its role. In class, they teach us that as a woman, you, for example, have a monthly cycle. And, you know, we talk about ovulation, for example, for every woman. But that does not happen just because you're married or you're with a partner. So single or not, there are some things that go on in your body. So you want to know, you want to learn, you want to understand. And There is, for example, nothing that can take away that internal desire of wanting to sleep with a person of the opposite sex. So you'll be curious in many ways. And I personally do not know for this reason where to draw the lines between how to inform oneself. So um, feeding your curiosity and making sure you won't end up in addiction. I would personally advise um, every one of us that it's not that... Everything we are curious about, it's not that we're going to always feel um, our curiosity to the level we want. We always have to look at, uh, for example, the consequences it will bring in our lives. And just a lot of strings attached to what we choose to do every day. But it's not easy. And that's why I did not come here to, for example, judge. As I said, there's no one who is immune. That's why I brought up this conversation because we have to help each other, understand each other, show people that we are working with them in whatever journey they may be on. And second, about alcoholism too. I don't drink alcohol, but I have tested beer and wine. 
sometimes when you meet people, when you meet, for example, your extended family on Christmas or New Year's, they of course know that you don't drink, for example, and they'll tell you just this. And that's one time um, that I first, for example, tested. And the other time that I tested wine, I remember so well, was from my neighbors. And yeah, so I just tested, but I, in my normal life, I don't take those kind of drinks. And until today, the reason why I think I do not drink alcohol is more of a personal choice and decision than being a religious one. Because you may go to a church where it's prohibited, where they tell you, please, as a believer, you're not allowed to do that. But as you change, as you move to different kind of communities, you might realize that they have a different approach when it comes to the consumption of alcohol. And personally, I pretty much can say that I was never, I never exposed myself to that because I don't drink, of course. But if I was to advise anybody who hasn't yet been there, I would say, please protect yourself. Just learn how to limit and control yourself. Again, if I had anyone, but I I, th- I don't know why, but I think there's no one who can force anybody to do something they might influence, but let's just not throw uh, stones at our friends saying, you're the one who brought me into this. Because there's no one who's going to take a glass and put it on your mouth. So they show you the standard. If you're in a circle of friends, they show you the standard for you to, you know, vibe with us, for you to, you know, enjoy life with us. You have to drink alcohol. That's the standard they set. And then if you're signing up for that, you end up also drinking or so there's no, of course, they will influence you, but there's no one who is going to force you. So every time it's a personal decision. Um, so I would advise everybody young or old because addiction doesn't have an age range where it can say, oh, I will affect a five-year-old or a 10 or a 15 or a 20 or a 50. So please um, yeah, think to it when you're making decisions to whether you're alone or with your friends. And if I was to advise someone, I would, of course, advise them to take the same direction as I did. Uh, But I also understand that we are not on the same page with everyone. But instead of abusing your family coming home after you're drunk or after consuming a lot of alcohol, just learn how to control yourself and limit yourself. Same with those involved or addicted to sexual activities. I personally, as a believer in Christ, I would just encourage everyone to abstain until when they're married. Because for me, sex out of marriage is a sin. But I also admit that there's, there are people who say, I don't believe in sin. I don't believe in eternity. I would also tell them to use protection to at least survive here. But again, there's a lot of consequences that protection cannot take away. So be on your guard. And again, about pornography, if you've ever been there or if you're there or if you're in your recovery process, don't think that it's an instant decision that you will take, that you're getting over something and then wake up the next morning when it's all over. It's a process. It's a phase. There's a lot of things that you have to do to get over that. And I hope you are in an environment where they facilitate your recovery process around safe people, Talking about, again, abstinence, 
Lots of people talk about it as if it's something easy, especially as believers. We are always at the extreme trying to do what exactly the Bible says, which is correct, which is right, because we should, um, yes, do what is written there. But again, as I told you in the beginning, I'm talking to you as a friend. And I admit that not everybody who listens to this podcast believes in God or believes in Christ. So I would come back to my point again. If you don't believe, if you're not yet there, please learn to control yourself, learn to protect yourself and just have limits in whatever you do when it comes to how much alcohol you consume or when it comes to what you watch online or activities you're involved in because sometimes it's really hard to take things back and normalize this kind of conversation so that you may get enough help from your friends, from your parents, from your family, from your community. Last but not least, I want to share something with people who are older than us, our parents included. No matter how much you try to protect kids, there's always going to be a way they'll interact with all of these kind of things you're trying to protect them from. So there's no one who is immune. I may not be addicted today, but I don't know what can happen to me tomorrow. I, of course, try my best to protect myself too, but still. So no matter how uncomfortable these kind of conversations are, we always have to talk about them. I know uh, some parents will say, I know, I trust Perseid, I trust this and this. My child cannot go into that. But again, there's no one who is immune. That's why we should talk about them if you want safe futures, not just for us, but for those who are around us, our communities. If you're not addicted, you can maybe help somebody else who is addicted. That's why these conversations are for all of us. And one last thing again, people waiting for the internet or teachers at school to help their kids with this kind of conversation, I would like to say and again highlight that teachers are also people, they are parents too. So they may also feel uncomfortable having this kind of conversation or bringing them up in class. For me, I feel that it's a parent's responsibility to tell their kids a lot about this, pornography, addictions, alcohol. So it's not the internet's or a teacher's responsibility. These two, they're just additionals and Again, this is not time to sit and blame our parents for what they did not tell us. Now we are here. There's probably also a lot of things they have given up to give us what we call the little. So though it's not easy to understand and to just move on with uh, thinking that there's something that your parents owe you in terms of conversations, yeah, it's hard. I admit that. But we can move on. We can fight so that our kids or your kids may not complain about the same things that you were complaining about when you were young. So thanks so much to everyone who has listened up to this point. I will see you next week. Please share this conversation with someone else if you think it is going to help them.